0: when it comes to business i think sales is the swiss army knife of business and that's because it's versatile it works across different situations even when uh you're faced with a situation that you think you don't need any knowledge of sales to get through it and one of such situations is when it comes to raising capital from investors for your business because if you google raising capital you're going to see all kinds of things about Pitch decks and presentations before a committee, and there's nothing there about how sales, selling theory, business development, how all that can uh, work itself into the mix. But from a sales perspective, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for any length of time now, if we take a step back before making the ask, or before making the pitch, or making the presentation, we know from sales theory that we're supposed to know a couple of things about the people that we have before us, before we try to get their money. Typically, we're trying to get the money for goods or services. But in this situation, we're trying to get the money to help float our business idea. So what's on sale here is not our, our product or service. Well, it's not yet anyway, but the business opportunity that our products or service or app uh, that the business um, idea represents. So we're trying to sell the opportunity. So in this, case, in this case, it will help to know a couple of things about them so that our ask, our presentation, our pitch, whatever it is that we're going to call it, can be tailor-made to them because that is what increase, uh, increases our chances of sealing the deal and uh, walking away with a nice piece of business. So there are a couple of things that if we just um, freestyle on from a sales perspective, we'll see that it'll come in handy when it comes to raising capital. So it will help to know a couple of things about your potential investors. Uh, first of all, it would be nice to know their current portfolio or their business interests, things that they're comfortable with. And um, that might not make much sense until the day that you call together a bunch of um, people who are well-known investors in your community and you sit three of them down and you start making the presentation. And then maybe your idea is for an app and then midway through the presentation, it becomes clear that the three people you have before you, their specialties are in um, agriculture, um, retail, and let's see, what else? Agriculture, retail, and then maybe merchandising or whatever. Bottom line is you have this wonderful idea, but it's an app, it's in the tech space. And the people that you have before you most likely don't have the knowledge base to be able to assess whether this is a viable business or not. And even if they think it's a viable business and they have some money to put aside, they don't have the expertise to um, help you or guide you when it comes to executing this idea. And so that's the reason why it's nice to know what their current portfolio is, what their interests are. uh you know business interests areas of specialty um, stuff like that so that you can match the investor to the business idea that you have on hand so even if this person is known for being a pig farmer and uh, he made his millions through selling pigs if you happen to know that he's also um, well versed in tech and stuff like that then of course it might make some sense so we should be having conversations with the investors beforehand before that meeting even if you can have access to them, access to people who are the know, maybe like their PA or their business associates, to try and figure out what their current investment portfolio is. If you have a tech idea, you want to be sure that this person has other tech companies in his or her portfolio. You also want to know their business uh, interests and areas of um, specialty. Then it also helps to know the investment uh, time horizon. Because some people are looking for places to park some money, but they don't want it there. For too long, some people are thinking, "Let me drop some money for a few months." Some people are dropping it for a few years, and some people, um, like notably the uh, the big boys and girls in America, who are playing for uh, really large stakes. You know, unicorn companies. Those people are thinking decades. You know, let me park my money here for two decades and then um, make off uh, with you know a hundred times um, the money that I put down. You know, when you guys IPO. So you need, to, you need to know the investment time horizon to be sure that it's something that you're okay, that you can work with. Because I know someone who um, got investment for a photography business. I had a few conversations with him at the time, so several years ago, and he thought everything was cool, especially since he had a personal relationship with everyone. And uh, they all dropped the money. But then the problem was the next year they were expecting returns and of course if you've been involved in the event space you know that one year is not quite enough one year is probably not enough for you to return your investment money if you're dealing in the investment space so like in this case on well, photography he bought equipment um, he bought uh, he bought equipment um, he took out um, a lease on a uh, property for the studio and he also had staff because he had really grand ideas for marketing to, um, hospitals, because he wanted to, um, see how you could take, um, what's it called? Maternity photos. Um, not just maternity photos, photos of when babies have been delivered and stuff like that. A few interesting ideas that I've seen, um, walk abroad or rather I've heard that they walk abroad and was trying to see how you could, uh, party them in the Nigerian space. But bottom line is for those kinds of businesses, um, it's not realistic to take money uh in december of 2022 only to have your investors come knocking on your door in december of uh, 2023 so we need to know what the investment time horizon is we just need to have a sense of what their um, risk or return goals are some people are not um, okay with a certain amount of risk we need to know who uh what these people's risk appetite is before we call the meeting and of course we also need to know the kind of returns that they're looking for if somebody gives you 1M um, today, it would be nice to know that the person is expecting maybe 4 or 5M to come back to him next year or her next year or in 10 years or whatever. And that way you can make the assessment, I mean, giving all the figures that you have. Okay, if we take this uh, this money, this 1 million, are we going to be able to make, um, are we going to be able to meet uh, these expectations of having four or five million, you know, next year or in two years or whatever. And of course, it also uh, would make sense to know what it is that these investors want in exchange. Do they want equity or share in your business? Or do they want interest? If they want interest, then in that case, it's more of a loan. And it's going to be um, a matter of the person saying, uh, okay, like in this case, where they say, I'm giving you 1 million and in return, you're giving me four. So that's more like an interest kind of thing. Uh, although sometimes it might be both. I want, uh, equity for social percent and I expect to be paid back X amount of interest on the money that I'm putting down and blah, blah, blah. So, um, as you can see, all these are reasonable things to consider when you're asking people for, uh, capital for your business idea, for your app, for your, whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, even if you want to sell, um, even if thinking of going into selling textiles, you know, import and carry fabrics from abroad or from Kano or from wherever, and then sell them in Abuja or sell them in Port Harcourt um, or whatever, this is the thought process that you have to run through if you're going to ask people, even if you know these people, like my photographer friend, he might be your wealthy uncle, but your wealthy uncle, if he's giving you a gift or your a wealthy aunt, if she's giving you a gift, then that's a gift. But if you are looking at this from a purely business perspective, you have to ask all these questions so that you know what uh, uncle or auntie wants from you, uh, when they want it back, the level of risk that they're okay with, what they want in exchange, and whether you can meet up with all this. So these are the sorts of things that you have to figure out before you start creating your pitch deck and before you start approaching potential investors to put um, money down. So back to where we started off uh, this episode. You can see that having um, a basic modicum of um, sales knowledge is going to come very handy in a wide range of situations because I'm sure for most of you at the time of uh, starting this episode, if anybody had asked you, what can sales do to help you with raising capital? You would have said absolutely uh, nothing. Um, For raising capital, you need to know about stakeholder management. Uh, What else? Stakeholder management... um, Public presentation skills, elocution, um, investor management, you know, all kinds of things, but you never would have said sales. But from this brief run through that we've seen, you can see how sales um, skills would even come in handy in this situation. So uh, back to what I said, sales skills, business development skills are the Swiss army knife of business. So um, make sure you get yourself a good Swiss army knife because you never know when all these skills and knowledge might come in handy. So thanks for listening to today's episode. Remember that you guys can ask me anything on WhatsApp or Telegram using the number 80 Again, ask me anything on WhatsApp or Telegram at 80 The country code for Nigeria is PLUS234. Again, the country code is plus 234. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.